My Seven Chakras, Episode 12. Be the change you wish to see in the world. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. Join Aditya as he embarks on a journey to interview healers, thought leaders, and experts who have dedicated their lives to raising the level of human consciousness. Welcome to My Seven Chakras, and now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. So good evening, good afternoon, or good morning, my fellow Chakra listeners. I am electrified to bring you our featured guest today, Peggy Salefon. Peggy, are you ready to inspire? Oh, I am delighted to be here and totally ready to inspire. Perfect. So Peggy Salefon is a personal development coach and author who helps people overcome life challenges through stress, anxiety, trauma, and pain to supercharge their lives. She is certified in life-changing modalities from ancient yogic techniques to psychology. So Peggy, I've given our listeners a short intro. So why don't you take about 40 seconds to introduce yourself? Oh, well, I'm delighted. Thank you. Well, I am very excited to be able to share a lot of various modalities with people who are ready to take the next step in their lives to really connect to their authenticity and who they are. And so I draw from ancient yogic practices, from modern psychology, and from the neurosciences and nutrition. And I put things together in a way that people can really relate to and use in their own lives. And that's the key. You know, a lot of times we teach things that people have difficulty relating to. So this allows them to find a place of resonance that they can really thrive. Thank you for that crackling introduction. So here at My Seven Chakras, we believe in the power of Ichin and Sanzen, a Buddhist term, which means that there are 3,000 worlds, possibilities, or outcomes from just a single thought. In other words, there is infinite potential in a single thought, concept, or an idea. So we usually start our show with an inspirational quote that will get us into a space of awareness, learning, and compassion. So Peggy, what is your favorite inspirational quote and give us an example of how you apply this quote to your everyday life the most inspirational that i find is gandhi's quote that's be the change you wish to see in the world and in fact in my book escape from anxiety supercharge your life i refer to an affirmation in my chapter on transform which is under t which is i am the change i wish to see because i believe you cannot give to others what is not flowing through you So if you want understanding, it's important to be understanding. If you want love, it's important to be loving. And in my own life, I feel I walk the walk in the face of challenges. I observe, I remain calm so that I can see solutions. Because if I allow emotions to erupt, that energy changes my focus. And if I'm observant of those emotions and let them go so that I can remain more integrated, I can be able to resolve situations more easily. And people around me have often commented how amazed they are at how I handle some of the more major challenges in life. And that's really what it's about. And it's about changing yourself. Wow. That's truly inspiring. Be the change that you want to see. A wonderful thought for the inspiring chat that we're going to have today. 
So Peggy, do you like to take vacations or a travel holiday once in a while? I do. Wonderful. So let's just say you're at a health retreat somewhere among the mountains and someone asks you, Peggy, what is the main focus at this point in your life? What would you tell them? What a wonderful question. <laughs> <laughs> I feel my mission is really to serve others and to help others walk their walk and really be who they are. Because I believe we're resources for one another. Mm-hmm. And the more we give, the more we get. And we influence and impact one another in every choice we make. So I make choices to really help others be all that they can be. And it comes back to me. It benefits me because it benefits our world. So Peggy, My 7 Chakras is all about learning about our chakras. So listeners, for those who don't know what a chakra is, the Sanskrit word chakra literally means a wheel or a disc. In yoga, meditation or Reiki, this term refers to wheels of energy throughout the body. And there are seven main chakras which are aligned along the spine, starting from the base of the spine through to the crown of the head. And these swirling chakras, they are invisible energy called prana, which is vital life force that keeps us vibrant, healthy and alive. So Peggy, could you tell us a little bit about the significance of chakras in your practice? Aditya, first of all, I have to tell you how beautifully, I love how you say that Sanskrit word because so many people mispronounce it and it's so beautiful to hear you say it. But it's really a big part of my practice and in in essence, it's the core. Albert Einstein said all matter is energy. So we are all in this ocean of energy which manifests in different ways. We're vibrations and frequencies within this perpetual field of the energy of the universe. And as you said, you know, yogis, we call this prana, and the Christians call it Holy Spirit. The Chinese call it chi, and it's our vital life force energy. So the seven chakras are the main integration points of this energetic flow that goes from the non-physical into our physical bodies. So the more balanced we keep our chakras, the better the flow moves through us, body can function thus more in balance and we're able to perform at optimal levels and actually as i'm sure you know there are more than seven chakras but we i've identified the seven main ones and so in my work i use a range of techniques that really help the energy to flow more freely and more healthfully so i'm trained and certified in a vast range of methodologies including yoga and qigong and crystal medicine therapy and reiki and reconnective healing i mean i go through the gamut i use sound therapy i use aromatherapy i use emotional freedom technique i pull from modern psychology from neurolinguistic programming from neuroscientists at the end of the day it's really about words light sound vibration which are all energy based neurostimulation And so even, as you mentioned at the beginning, thoughts, words can stimulate neurons in the brain that can either turn on or turn off certain brain circuitry, which can be beneficial or harmful. So I address all of this in my work. It's the whole mind-body connection from ancient yogic perspectives and integrating them into the science-based understandings of today so that it can really resonate with more people because all of these methods work. And it's a matter of finding what works for you. And that's what I help people do. Wonderful vibrations and frequencies to ensure the perfect balance. Exactly. That's wonderful. And this question is one of my favorites because I get to look at chakras from so many different angles and viewpoints of our featured guests such as yourself. So thank you so much. 
So I know that you've trained with the world-renowned yogi master Gurudev Amrit Desai. Could you talk a little bit about yoga and what do you like most about this practice? And how has this practice benefited your life so far? It's profoundly benefited. I went from really being type AAA personality, this whirling dervish of energy. And when I began studying with Gurudev, as we call him, I really learned how stillness could open a powerful door to kind of my own beingness. And it really allowed me to find a place of contentment, sort of a heaven on earth. Not that I don't have challenges, but I deal with them differently. So Amrit Yoga is really a meditation in motion. And as we talked about the energy before, that non-physical comes into the physical body. And when we use the Amrit Yoga, we actually activate the divine within We connect in a much more profound way. And what I love about this particular practice, it's based on Hatha yoga, which is, of course, the traditional yoga, traditional asanas or postures, right? But what I love is it also integrates Raja yoga. Raja yoga is more a silent experience of that energetic flow. So you have an active posture, which activates the flow. And then you have this inner silence moment of literally feeling that energetic flow within your own body. And that's where I think we have a disconnect in our culture in that we don't take time to feel those feelings. We don't take time to notice the energy. It is so powerful and it offers us so many possibilities that we don't connect to because we're too distracted by other things. So yoga teaches you how to be on the edge without being edgy. Wow, I like that. (laughs) It's profound. It really is. And it allows you, I mean, to me, life is a yoga posture. You know, you're, you're always challenged, you're always on the edge, and it's how you deal with those challenges. So through Amrit Yoga, you learn how to integrate those challenges in ways that it just sort of flows through you. And you're just a presence. Again, the non-physical coming through the physical and going back to the non-physical. So it's almost like a cycle. I really like how you mentioned that uh, we can find heaven on earth and activate the divine within. And it's so important because it gives us that hope that the heaven or that divinity is within us and we don't have to look outward and that now is the time where we can actually feel the moment not think about the past plan too much into the future but really feel the present moment and thanks for reminding us about that well and and that really is the key is being present and too often we're not present we've become robots and we just have become reactionary you know, we're worried about what just happened in the past or we're worried about what's going to happen in the future instead of really being in the present and being in what is. So Peggy, you also mentioned on your website and other media that you're into yoga nidra. So could you tell us what is yoga nidra particularly? Yes, it is one of the most amazing healing modalities that I have ever experienced, to be honest. And yoga nidra, for People who are in the mainstream who say, oh, I don't do yoga, I call it integrative relaxation because, or I'll ask them, okay, you don't do yoga. Can you lie on your back? Yes. Well, then you can do yoga nidra. So yoga nidra is a yogic sleep, but it's conscious. So it actually mimics the experience for body and mind of sleep without actually being asleep. And so it takes you into deep levels of consciousness, into alpha and theta states of being, which is where a lot of old energetic patterns that 
perhaps are stuck are holding you back and it releases it sort of unconsciously or magic. I mean, it feels like magic. It really does. Cause I've worked with people who have fibromyalgia. I've worked with people with post-traumatic stress disorder. And when I get them on a protocol of using yoga nidra on a regular basis, they transform. It's really remarkable. So they've done studies and just 20 minutes of yoga nidra is equivalent to three to four hours of deep REM sleep, the rapid eye movement sleep, which is very restorative, revitalizing, regenerating. It's amazingly healing. So the way it works is you literally sit or lie down and you're guided through an experience that just takes you into very deep levels of relaxation. And the more you can just surrender to the experience, the more benefit you get from it. And some people at the end often say, gee, you know, I think I fell asleep Mm -hmm. because it's so close to the sleep state that oftentimes they're not sleeping because I'll ask them to do something. They have to move their hands in a certain way or something and they're doing it. So I know they're not asleep, but they've lost connection in a sense because they've entered this higher level of their energetic divinity, which um, is extremely healing. And it's just a remarkable experience. And I actually, I have um, created CDs so that clients can use this on a regular basis because it is one of those techniques that you almost can't do on your own. You do need to listen to a guidance in order to be able to go into those deep levels and completely let go. Thanks for that explanation. And I'm sure that this will help our listeners get a better understanding of this ancient practice. So Peggy, how did you begin practicing yoga? What were you doing before you began this practice? Tell us the story behind that. (laughs) Well, you know, in some ways, I, I feel like I've been doing this my whole life because life is yoga to me and yoga is life. It's a consciousness. And all of my experiences have really allowed me to connect to others in in all different walks of life because I'm a seeker. So I've always been trying to find my path and I kind of have a PhD in reinventing myself because I've had such a range of careers. You know, I just found that, I guess it was back in the early seventies when I found the Integral Yoga Institute in New York City, because I was living in New York at the time. And I had started going there and I did feel this amazing sense of Uh, relief and discovery, but I didn't stay with it. I moved other places and I sort of got away from doing it until I met Gurudev Amit Desai. And then when I began training with him, it was like he turned on my light. He connected me to my own inner power. And it was interesting because at first I didn't understand why it felt so good and I didn't realize that it was all within me. And we did not just Amrit Yoga, but quantum breath meditation, which he's now allowed me to teach, which is phenomenal, and the Yoga Nidra. And it's such a powerful energetic recognition when you connect to your higher self and when you begin to trust your own inner guidance. And it's so empowering. And that's what really changed my life and really put me on this path. And really, that's what I teach others. Wonderful. It's so amazing sometimes that we go somewhere, in your case, you went to New York, and we meet a person who introduces us to another person and then another. And those sequence of events lead us to where we are today. Absolutely. I call it synchronicity. (laughs) Synchronicity, exactly. (laughs) Thanks for sharing. So people who want to begin practicing yoga for the very first time in their lives, what are certain benefits that this person could obtain in the short term and then on the long-term basis? Well, in the short term, it really becomes an opportunity to take a first step, 
to kind of make a commitment to feeling better and to allowing a certain vulnerability and openness to an experience. And what, again, I love about Amrit Yoga in particular is that, you know, it's not about how flexible you are. It's not about, I hear so many people complaining, oh, I'm too fat. I can't do that. I can't bend that way. I can't, you know, I, I can't do any of these things. And it has nothing to do with any of that. It's wherever you are, it's being totally and wholly and fully who you are. And so the benefit is connecting to that beginning, to taking that first step, which in itself is empowering. And then as you stay with it, as you commit to it, as you really practice on a regular basis, the benefits are life-changing. Because again, it's not about just doing yoga on a yoga mat. It's about really living a yogic lifestyle which means beneficial choices for yourself. So everything becomes in alignment with your well-being. So every choice that you make, you know, is having that uh, mud pie for dessert really going to be beneficial to my whole well-being? Or, you know, am I better off having, you know, fruit that's going to feed my body better? So it becomes more than just postures and asanas that you're doing on a yoga mat. It really becomes about choices in your whole life. And so the more you commit to being mindful about those choices, the more benefit you derive from it. And it really is life-changing. And you continue to grow, you continue to be more productive, and you continue to really tap into your higher self, your guidance, your greatest potential. So it's so gratifying. You know, the more you do, the more you get. I really like how you put it as you begin a yogic lifestyle. And it sort of reminds me of a Buddhist concept called conspicuous and inconspicuous benefits. Because some of the benefits that we have are like bamboo trees, which shoot up in two to three days. So they manifest right away. And some benefits are like a coconut tree. We plant the seed and we wait and wait and wait, but we see no results. But after a while, we see a huge and powerful coconut tree right in front of us. So by giving us the benefits of yoga from a short and long-term standpoint, you have reminded us to take a step back and look at the bigger picture instead of focusing just on the asanas and the poses and uh, the the style that we incorporate into our yogic practice. So thanks for that. Oh, thank you. That's a beautiful way to summarize it. And actually, the, someone came up with a very cute concept about taking the rubber of a yoga mat and making it into the soles of a shoe so that you could actually be on the yoga mat in your life wow. <laughs> to take it out into the world and allow yourself to really stay connected. Because so often people practice yoga they feel great when they leave the studio but then they get into traffic true and they get all frazzled and upset <laughs> and that's not yoga they haven't practiced yeah now i know that one of the things you help people do is eliminate the stress and anxiety from their lives and help them embark on a journey of happiness and peace and abundance so for a person who is currently experiencing stress or negativity, maybe from their job, maybe relationships, or maybe their surroundings. What advice would you have for such a person? Gosh, there's so many opportunities. I mean, the most important is to recognize that stress and anxiety provides opportunities to make choices. And sometimes out of adversity, we can open the door to really a better life. So I always like to kind of thank that adversity for, you know, taking us to that next level. But 
one of the basic things that can really benefit someone who's suffering from stress or suffering anxiety is what I call kind of an interrupter to really break the cycle. Because what happens with stress, anxiety, trauma, depression, it becomes a pattern. It becomes a habit. And in the neurosciences, we're seeing that you literally have these neural pathways. It's like in the old days of records where a groove gets deeper and deeper. And that's what happens where you just fix that into your brain and you can change it. And so what I always recommend is just taking a time out, taking a break to change your attention. And I don't mean like a coffee break. I I call them sort of meditation breaks or productivity pauses. And just by taking a minute to stretch or close your eyes or think of nothing at all can expand time and really help you function more efficiently. And what I like to teach are breathing techniques uh, in particular to use for these breaks because 70% of the body's toxins are actually released through breathing And when someone's anxious or stressed or they're doing too much, they're typically not breathing very well. So their body's compromised. So sitting or standing and just taking very slow, deep breaths, keeping the breath in a really steady, uniform stream for 30 seconds or a minute can literally shift you out of that stress or anxiety. Plus, it's oxygenating your cells. It's benefiting your body. So it takes you into a healthier state. And by taking that break, it opens you up to more mindfulness and to being in the present, which is really essential. So there you have it, Chakra listeners. Be thankful for the challenges because the challenges really give us a choice, a choice to make a decision and decision that can open the door to your new, a positive and empowered life. So thanks for that, Peggy. My pleasure. Now, the alternate healing space uh, is truly amazing where at times miracles can take place. And I've heard of numerous healing stories in which people literally transformed their lives. So what is your biggest and most inspiring client success story till date? Well, actually, one of the most recent is um, with a young family man who had, uh, he owned a restaurant and he was held up at gunpoint in the restaurant he owned. So he suffered from intense post-traumatic stress disorder, and it was triggered everywhere he went. So he'd go into a grocery store, and he'd get a response triggered. Or he'd take his daughter to school, and poof, he was awful, you know, just feeling miserable. And he wasn't sleeping. He was a bundle of frazzled nerves. And so he was having trouble at work, at home, and understandably in every single part of his life, he was suffering. So we reviewed all the things he was doing, and we came up with several techniques that he could use every day. And one of the most transformational was the one we just talked about, which was the yoga nidra. And it was so amazing how just changing the sleep deprivation, which had become his biggest problem, it sapped his ability to cope with everyday situations, plus the recurring triggerings were getting grooved more and more. So doing the integrative relaxation every day without fail literally put him back into alignment and gave him the energy and abilities to cope. And just to kind of articulate that a little further, I just want to share with you really quickly a study that was done by Dr. Herbert Benson at Harvard originally on this relaxation response. And what he showed was that genes can actually be expressed more healthfully with just 20 minutes a day for an eight-week period of doing some kind of a relaxation response. So 
besides this young man who it was very effective for, I've worked with clients with fibromyalgia and other very painful illnesses. And when they stay with it for eight weeks, the results are absolutely amazing. And again, it feels magical because all they're doing is lying and following the guidance. So it's not like there's a lot of effort. It's really an effortless experience. And yet for this young man, the story's still unfolding because it was fairly recent, but it's amazing how much his life has changed just in the last month or two. And he's no longer having these major episodes of fear and anxiety. And it's really been amazing. So I'm very proud of him and very grateful that I could offer him a solution. Phenomenal. That is indeed a miracle. Thank you for that. So Peggy, from your experience, what is one highly beneficial health advice or tip that you could share with our audience, which can be implemented immediately? For example, one of our featured guests recently shared that having a cold shower in the morning is really beneficial for you. So is there a health tip or advice that you could share with us? Well, one of the things I like to recommend because it's very balancing is first thing in the morning to have just some warm lemon water. And sometimes you can add honey to it if you like a little sweetness, but it's very alkalinizing for the body and it helps put you in balance. It's very cleansing. It's very detoxing. So it really helps you prepare for the day and prepare your body for the day. So that would just be something simple to do. Thanks a lot. So let's move on to the next phase of our show, which is all about a major challenge or a learning moment. At My 7 Chakras, we are all about gaining life lessons from the experiences of our guests. And we believe that it's only when we push ourselves beyond our limits that our success becomes meaningful to ourselves and respected by others. So Peggy, could you tell us about a time when you were faced by a major challenge or barrier? Take us to that moment. So what were you feeling at that instance? And then how did you approach or overcome that challenge? Wow, that's a powerful question. (laughs) I mean, I I feel like my whole life has been full of challenges and barriers at every turn. And and in the past, I I really didn't cope. I would be on the seesaw of highs and lows. And when I hit the lows, I'd crash and burn. I'd get sick. I'd have an accident because I didn't have coping skills. But Mm -hmm. I guess if I look at the most major challenge. I think relationships are huge. And going through a divorce, the failure of a relationship is a profound struggle. And it teaches us so much about ourselves. And I was in a marriage for almost 20 years, and I was feeling trapped. And I was with someone who was so negative, I really never felt like I could make him happy. Mm -hmm. We got the bigger house, we got the better jobs, but he was never content. And he had this sort of victim mentality that the world was against us. And I finally got to the point where I realized, you know, he's just not a happy person. And it wasn't my fault. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to be able to make him happy. And I felt that his attitude about life was really becoming toxic for me. And it was actually holding me back from living. So we got divorced. And when it first happened, I thought, oh, you know, I can breathe. I'm free. But then all of a sudden I felt paralyzed that, oh, my gosh, I can do anything I want now. But now what do I want to do? I'd been a couple for (laughs) 20 years. You know, now what? And who was I? And so that was really a difficult time. And that was when I began entering into this work of finding myself and really confronting who I am and finding my path. And it was hard. It's not a walk in the park. But again, out of adversity, I I feel, you know, you grow so much. It's just a growth spurt. 
But at the time, I felt lonely, I felt isolated, and yet the world was all there in front of me, but I couldn't see it at all until I began connecting the dots and realizing that everything I needed was actually already within me. And I just needed to find the keys to reveal it to myself. So it was a powerful lesson. So looking back now, what is that one major life lesson you would want our listeners to take away from your story? The major lesson would be really that you are perfect and infinite within yourself. And instead of looking outside to acquiring more things or more people or making more money, to really take the time to connect to your own inner guru, to the divinity within, that's really where you are. And that's really you. That's the consciousness. That's your beingness. And our culture is so full of distractions that we falsely think, you know, Relaxation, for instance, is watching TV or reading a book yeah. or having a drink, you know, right? Yeah. And, but true relaxation is really dropping into stillness. So I'd like to say, I kind of say it as dropping into the gaps between your thoughts. And that's where you exist. And that's where you find guidance and messages bubble up to the surface. And that's where you activate your intuition. And to me, that's where you find your own perfection. So first off, thank you for sharing your precious life lessons with us and allowing us to learn from your experience. I know it's so hard to go back to a time in the past, especially if that moment uh, was associated with pain. And we sometimes tend to avoid that. Uh, but at My 7 Chakras, we strongly believe that we can learn so much from our experiences and circumstances, just like a lotus blooms from a dark and marshy pond. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> so Peggy, now that we've learned about your experience facing a major challenge, we are now moving on to the next portion of our show, which is all about finding the reason we've been placed on this earth. We're going to talk about finding your true calling or your purpose. So my fellow Chakra listeners, when you find your calling, it's a different feeling of happiness, empowerment and fulfillment. You'll realize that you've been training for this moment ever since you were born and just when you need it most, the right people will show up with just the right tools you'll need to support you on your journey. So in case you haven't found your calling yet, you're not alone. Just hang on there because you never know when you will have that big aha moment. The clouds will part and the angels will sing. So my question to you, Peggy, is have you found your calling? If yes, what is your calling? Aditya, I'm mesmerized by how you just said that. That was so beautiful and it's so <laughs> true. And, and you know, we, we are all searching and we're always searching. And sometimes it's important to search within in order to really find. And yes, I really feel that I have found my mm -hmm. calling. And my calling is really to help people connect to who they are. And I've accepted that I'm extremely intuitive. I've been called clairsentient. And so combined with all my trainings, I feel like I have the ability to help others dial into their callings and to really be all that they are, really releasing all struggles, living life more joyfully, more productively. And I feel blessed with these abilities, but frankly, we all have them. We just need to learn how to allow and accept them. But I'm also grateful to have the ability to communicate because I love speaking to groups. I love writing. So my new book is, is a big way for me to share all this knowledge in one place and really provide understanding so that others may benefit because I really feel no one should have to suffer. Pain is inevitable. Stuff happens, but suffering is optional. So from the Buddhist term that I shared earlier, life is about 
magical moments so what is that one magical moment that you can share with our listeners about finding your calling beyond which you could confidently say yes this is what you were meant to do so let's go back in time peggy let's hear that story well actually i think i it was more road signs that showed me that i was on the right path and you know as i said earlier i i feel like i've been doing this work my whole life and everything i did i was always a compassionate listener always able to feel people's challenges and encourage them in positive ways but there's actually two situations that reinforced my path for me and really showed me that I was on the right track and both are a little esoteric. So a striking story was uh, the first one with a friend who took me to see a psychic and he was absolutely intense about my seeing this woman. And he said she was very, very special. So, okay, I obliged. I'll go try anything. I love adventure. And so I went to this flea market and we went back into this dark area where there was this beautiful golden curtain and there behind this golden curtain was this elderly woman with this short curly blonde hair and a very motherly aura oh. and she was so warm and so there i was i sat down and she immediately like wrapped her legs around my legs and then she took both my hands looked into my eyes and told me how powerful i was and i i was just sort of riveted by her and i could feel her energy and wow we were like this giant battery at that moment i mean the energy was just like through the i don't know how that wasn't seen in you know australia i mean it just was so powerful so she told me that i was a healer in my most recent past life and that i was tortured for my beliefs and that really resonated with me it was kind of an aha moment and it really kind of made me feel like okay I'm I found it I'm back. And then I had another instance and this one was even more bizarre in a sense. I had a reading by a woman who supposedly channels Jesus Christ and she's very well known her name is Judith Coates. She's amazing. And of all things I supposedly had a past life as a good friend of Jesus Christ and I walked with him. And so when he spoke to Judith He was so joyful to speak to me and encourage me. And I was asking him about more training at the time and what I needed to be able to do the work that I wanted to do. And he basically told me that I could go ahead and do the training for fun, but that I already I had everything I needed within me. And so to me the Christ consciousness is not a religious calling, but it's rather an understanding that we each have the ability to heal, to love, to create harmony, well-being, to walk together in peace. So that was pretty amazing and again it made me feel even more secure about this path that I'm on. So for the benefit of our audience could you please repeat the name of the person you mentioned who channels Jesus Christ? Her name is Judith Coates. She's in Washington, the state of Washington. Her last name is C O A T E S. Beautiful. She's amazing. She writes for a number of the spiritual magazines, but she's quite a gift. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I'm completely confident that there's so much inspiration filled in that magnificent moment that you shared with us. So, all right, Peggy, like all good things come to an end, we have now reached the final round, which is the wisdom round, where I'll ask you a series of questions and you will respond with nuggets of wisdom just like in a rapid fire round. And during this round, our listeners will get to listen to these nuggets of wisdom, get inspired, and obtain actionable steps that they can take right away. So, Peggy, are you ready? I'm ready. What is the best advice you have ever received? To be yourself. 
Too often we're too busy playing roles, wearing masks, and we lose connection to who we really are. We try to be someone else. And it's one thing to admire others and appreciate certain traits in others, but it's infinitely more important to be in your own skin and access your personal gifts because we are each here for a purpose. At My 7 Chakras, we strongly believe that great habits can dramatically enhance the quality of your life. So if you had to recommend a personal habit that contributes to your well-being, what would that be? I would say being mindful, really being in the present moment and really being the observer rather than the reactor. Again, we're often on autopilot and we go through life hmm. burdened with the shoulds and instead of really being in the richness of each moment. So Peggy describe the first 2 hours of your day. What is your morning ritual like? It's not always the same, but I usually begin before I even get out of bed. I take a minute or two just to be still, take deep breaths and really feel grateful for a new morning. Some mornings I'll do 30 minutes of yoga nidra before I even get out of bed because it really supercharges me for the day. And I always begin with amrit yoga at least with surya namaskar which is sun salutation which is really a wonderful activation of the whole body all the chakras really get engaged and it's a wonderful physical stretch good breathing and it's fantastic and if i have time i do more yoga so it depends on what my day's activities are and then i often like to have the lemon water that i recommended earlier but i'm not vigilant about it and then i usually make a smoothie to power up for the day and um the last thing that i've been doing more recently which i'll mention which is i think fantastic is oil pulling have you heard of oil pulling actually a guest recently shared this practice with us but i would be more than happy if you could share it with us once again i am so impressed i have had a lot of dental problems over the years and oil pulling is using I use coconut oil, but you can use other oils. And you take about a tablespoon into your mouth, and you just keep swishing it around your teeth and your gums for about twenty minutes, and then you spit it out into the garbage or the toilet, not the sink, or it stops it up. But what it does is it's antibacterial, and it is so cleansing. And I'm telling you, within the last six months, my dental visits have been. so improved it is really remarkable so i've really been sticking to that and i recommend it for anyone who wants to try it to really do it religiously for 30 days and then you can sort of switch to two or three times a week but it is amazing so that's something i do now in the mornings thanks for that now reading books can be transformational so peggy if you could recommend one book for our listeners what would it be besides my own yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i would probably choose Eckhart Tolle's book The Power of Now because I really think it's one of the transformational books that really can help people learn how to really be present with what is and again too often we're scattered we're frazzled and we're really not engaged in what is and what is can be phenomenal but we miss it because we're too busy worrying about other things so The Power of Now I think is a fabulous book So Chakra Healers you can find the links to all the resources that we discuss about in the show notes So Peggy I have truly enjoyed learning from the magical moments that you've had over the years and the stories you shared were epic. So before you go tell us one thing that you're really grateful for today 
Tell us the best way we can find you and then we'll say adios. Okay, Aditya. Thank you so much. Well, I'm really grateful for being here with you. And this has been fantastic to be able to share this with you, with your listeners, and, you know, hopefully have an impact on someone. If I just touch someone with these messages today, I, I feel that the time and effort has been very valuable. And so I do have a couple of things to offer your listeners. One is they can get a little taste of yoga nidra by going to three minutes to de-stress.com and it's the numeral three so three minutes to de-stress.com and for my book escape from anxiety supercharge your life with powerful strategies from a to z it's easily accessible at escape from anxiety com, And if you order it directly from the website, I'll send a signed copy, or you can order it from Barnes and Noble or Amazon. And so those are the best places to connect with me because the escape from anxiety.com will also get you into my website, which also has my integrated life plan and coaching and all sorts of other programs and products that can just help you be healthier. First of all, thank you for being so incredibly kind. I am sure our listeners will love your wonderful gifts and they also know that the links for these books and your domain name will all be in the show notes as well so thanks again thank you so much this has been a joy to be here and i am really pleased to be able to share all of this thank you aditya so thanks for healing us with your wonderful story today i hope our paths cross again sometime really soon i hope so too you have a wonderful week ahead filled with love light and happiness and i will say jai bhagwan which is what gurudev amritasai would say which means i honor the light within you you are listening to my seven chakras go to my s e v e n chakras.com download your free gift get inspired and take action transform your life today